Good morning. It's time to talk about Sack City Podcast, which is now sponsored by Manscaped. The best thing for your sack since sliced? Well, sacks. Keep your sack smooth with the new Performance Package 4.0. Inside this package, you'll find their Lawnmower 4.0 trimmer for those bushy sacks. The Crop Preserver Ball Deodorant for those smelly sacks. And take care of those extra sacks with the Weed Whacker Ear and Nose Hair Trimmer. Not to mention some performance boxer briefs and a travel sack to put your goodies in. Manscaped is a sack leader with over 6 million worldwide who trust this product. That's roughly 12 million sacks. So join them with this exclusive offer of 20% off and free worldwide shipping with the promo code SACCITY at manscaped.com. That's promo code SACCITY at manscaped.com for 20% off and free worldwide shipping. Order your sack saver now and show your sack the love it deserves. Manscaped. Got Bush? Sack City. Welcome in to another edition of the Sack City Podcast. I am your host, the one and only Vinny Milani, joined as always by my best friend in the whole entire world. He is Aaron, the Mukesiah Mukes. It is a beautiful September 29th morning here in the city. Episode 91 is about to kick off. We've got week four action on the horizon, kicking off tonight with our Thursday night matchup between the Miami Dolphins and the Cincinnati Bengals. We are previewing and breaking down all the AFC home games uh, today or on today's show. Uh, that includes our game of the week, which you guys will find out what it is in a little bit. Uh, but Aaron, how goes it? It's good, man. I can't 91. Like, think about this journey that we've been on. We've talked about it. The old rough cut sports cast days. We did 150 plus episodes. Um, and then now since March, I can remember the day, March 2nd, it was you know, a wonderful Wednesday when we started this Sac City journey and 91 episodes later, here we are in the middle of week four, uh, yep. getting ready to preview these games. It's uh, It's been a journey. It's been a ride and it's it's been fun. So I'm excited. I'm excited for week four. Football season moves fast and uh, we yep. got to move fast with it. Yeah, yeah, it does. And I, I, I was on a I, I went on a show yesterday to help out a buddy uh, on the shout out the review and preview podcast. Um, go check those guys out. But I was on their show and they had me obviously do the plugs for our show. And when I was doing it, I thought to myself, you know, because this is a show, like a lot of Giants fans watch the show. And I'm thinking to myself, okay, let me plug this. Let me plug our show in a way that the Giants fans can can want to want to come watch our show. And uh, I thought about it. I'm like, you know, although we cover the entire NFL, we are the perfect place for any type of football fan, whatever team you like, because the way we present our show is so perfect for said sports fan, said football fan. If you're a Jaguars fan, you're a Cowboys fan, you're a Falcons fan, you're a, a Giants fan, whatever fan you are, whatever team you're a fan of, we put out content for your team as if we were that that type of podcast for that team. Like that's how we do it here in the city. We cover your team the way your team, you want your team to be covered. That's how we do it. So, And it's little, enough content for each team, but it's not overbearing. It's not, we're like, we're not dropping we drop a lot of videos. I mean, you know, sometimes we're dropping 20, 30 videos at a time. But if you're only looking for your team specific, you're going to get one or two videos. You're going to be able to go watch them. And then if you want to engage in your division stuff, you can go work in your division, your conference, or if you like other teams. So uh, I agree. I think uh, I think we've done a good job of setting it up um, yep. nice and easy for all the viewers. And uh, we appreciate everybody that watches. Yeah, I did the math the other night. Uh, or last night, I did uh, kind of like some, some rough math. And uh, with – if. We're, with our season, the way it's going to go, we're going to have over 12 or around 1200 videos of just of just like each individual, like of recaps and previews and things like that at the end of the season, because we're doing 16 games a week. And although it changes just later on in the season when bye weeks happen, but roughly 16 games a week. And then with recaps and previews, we do it all like we're we're all over it. it we're, this is the place to be. 
shout out to Sac City Pod. I'll throw up the socials if anyone's watching right now and wants to also know that we're at Sac City Pod on social media. We're kind of a big deal. We are the place to get your football content. Uh, yep, we got previews. We got morning headlines, injury report. Let's do this thing. Ladies and gentlemen, can I please have your attention? And I need all of you to stop what you're doing and listen. We have an update on the Chiefs-Buccaneers game. I know yesterday we discussed this in the headlines. We talked about how the Buccaneers practice is moving to Miami for Hurricane Ian uh, that is coming through uh, the state of Florida right now. We we wish our thoughts and prayers to everyone that is impacted by the storm, by the way. Um, But an update for the Chiefs and Bucks game. If the storm does cause some damage and cause some problems in the city of Tampa Bay for the Sunday night football game, they will relocate Chiefs and Bucks uh, to Minneapolis, Minnesota, which is uh, it's kind of weird to me. That one's like an odd one. Did you see the reasoning before it or at all or? No, um, usually logistically, there's always some purpose. Um, You know, you got home road teams, you got event venues is hard to to navigate people have events people have to get staffing for those those places um, last minute so it's a big deal to shift an event like that i don't think people realize that so uh, i'm sure they had a couple of options out there and this one just was the best maybe minneapolis said hey we can get this done for you um and, and we can do it in a way that, that best suits you and maybe there's some revenue stuff involved there maybe they came to an agreement as far as what revenue is going to go where things like that all that comes into play um but the NFL always does a good job of making sure they have a, another location. Um, and as you mentioned, you know, thoughts and prayers to everybody that's going through the hurricane. Um, but yep. the NFL is not going to jeopardize their players or an NFL game uh, because of, of, of this. They're going to they're going to try to move it. And if they do, they'll move to Minnesota. Or yeah. Minneapolis. Yes. Yeah, they're going to they're going to make it happen no matter what. And it's going to be a good product. We saw last year when the hurricane was coming through or. Uh, yeah, a hurricane was coming through for New Orleans in New Orleans and uh, they moved the Packers and Saints game to Jacksonville. Um, the NFL is great at making sure things things happen and we don't go through any big time problems and shakeups. Um, but in other news, I wanted to drop this little nug uh, on our morning headlines. The NFL released their players of the month this year uh, for, for the month of September. Lamar Jackson was the offense player of the month uh, in the AFC and in the NFC, it was Jalen Hurts. On the defensive side of the ball, the AFC Player of the Month was Melvin Ingram. And the defensive player of the month was Devin White. And uh, do you want to hear the special teamers or do you not want to count them as lives? That's fine. They can, they can get some recognition. Great. Special teams uh, player of the month for the AFC was punter Tommy Townsend. And uh, in the <laughs> NFC, it was Mitch Wisnowski. That's why they're punter for the 49ers. Yeah. Yeah, and Tommy and Tommy Townsend is the punter for the punter New Orleans for the Saints. Steelers. Oh, is he? Is he? Oh. I thought he was for the Saints. The Steelers. Is, is, it still, is it is it still Thomas Morstead in, in New Orleans? I thought Tommy Townsend was on the Steelers. Maybe I'm wrong. I don't pay attention to punters very much. We are, both, AFC, we are if, both wrong. He plays for the Kansas City Chiefs. Oh, if it's AFC NFC, it had to be an AFC team, though, Vinny. It could have been the same. Oh, yeah, that is true. That is true. Yeah. So, but Tommy Townsend plays for the Kansas City. Ah, Chiefs. Wait, wait, wait. Oh, I, how did Tommy Townsend? But they don't ever punt. They're like the yeah, Bills. I don't, the Chiefs I don't, don't I punt don't, a lot. Jesus. Yeah. I don't. I don't. I guess I don't maybe know the Colts game put him over the top. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's. I guess that's what it was. Uh, in his first three games this season, Townsend averaged fifty-five and a half yards on his eleven punts. One of those kicks was a seventy-four-yard bomb in Kansas City's Week Two win over the Chargers. Um, and I'm just saying, the, my special teams of the month would have went to Brett Maher, the Cowboys kicker, because he's back in Dallas, baby, and he's well, kicking footballs through the upright. Well, my special teamer of the month probably would have been Devin Duvernay. So that's that's probably that get it because he's a special team but he's doing great at wide receiver it was a joke that yeah, yeah it wasn't funny obviously yesterday a big day in injuries as it's wednesday you know a lot of guys sit and sit out you know taking some time off rest days old veterans like tom brady never practice but it's okay uh big news here out of the los angeles chargers joey bosa is going on ir um we know he's going to need that growing surgery that's a big loss for them they went and got khalil mack in the offseason but losing that other side of that pass rush and, and joey bosa is going to hurt the chargers defense a defense that gave up 38 points to the jaguars and uh, 
have a look at the last couple of weeks from a, from a team standpoint. They're now one and two, and many people's Super Bowl favorites is now uh, in a little bit of trouble. So we'll, we'll see if they can replace him. But Joey Bosa will be out uh, on IR with that growing injury. Zach Wilson for the Jets has been cleared to play and will start as of now on Sunday. Um, so that's... Uh, it's big. We talked about the Jets needing to get Zach Wilson on the field. They need to figure out if this is their franchise quarterback and start trending in the direction of what we see Jacksonville doing with Trevor Lawrence and developing him as an NFL passer. You got Garrett Wilson, Elijah Moore, Corey Davis, Brees Hall, Michael Carter. They got weapons. They got tight ends. Offensive line is solid. Like they need, they need to see what Zach Wilson can do. So Zach Wilson should start. On, I can't wait. I cannot wait. Um, some other injuries from Wednesday practice reports. Again, a lot of uh, limited and non-participants. Uh, J.K. Dobbins, who came off the ACL, was limited. I'm not really concerned too much about that. The big ones here, uh, Tua Tagovailoa is expected to play with that back and ankle injury. And again, I report this every day. Still no signs of a concussion. So all those people that were down on Miami or getting on Miami, maybe the man's head didn't get hurt. Maybe that's just way his way of shaking off his back injury is shaking off his head. I don't know. Um, but he's expected to play. Both Chris Goblin and Julio Jones, hamstring and knee, were limited in practice. Julio, they did say he they expect him to play, uh, but Vinny still has his doubts. And then Roquan Smith with that quad injury was limited. I do expect him to play. He's been balling out uh, so far this season in his contract year, uh, looking to stay in Chicago. Big names that did not practice. Jonathan Taylor. This one is interesting because this is his first missed practice in the NFL. Um, this was a big deal when Dak Prescott finally missed his first practice. And then since then, Dak has gotten a season ending injury, uh, messed up his shoulder, now has a you know another injury. So maybe this is no, no, I'm just playing. It's not a sign for Jonathan Taylor. It's his first missed practice ever. Um, I don't think it's a big deal. Christian McCaffrey quad, same thing. Some of these guys are just taking rest days. Uh, the two more question marks are, or three more question marks, I guess you could say, are Dalvin Cook, DeAndre Swift, and David Montgomery. Uh, Dalvin should play with that shoulder injury, but there's still questions about having that harness. Dalvin Cook, um, I, I think he will tough it out. He always tends to do so. DeAndre Swift, shoulder and ankle injuries. I expect him to miss a couple of weeks. Uh, David Montgomery, ankle and hip. They keep saying he's day to day. Um, but I don't know if Chicago plays in this week with the way Khalil Herbert ran. So maybe he rests this week. But keep an eye on that one. And then both Saints, Jameis Winston and Michael Thomas um, did not practice on Wednesday, but they're talking rest days for both of those guys as they head to London. A lot of travel. Uh, give them some rest before Sunday's game. And I do expect both of those guys to be in the lineup on Sunday. Yep. Yep. And uh, just to just to bring up this comment here uh, real quick regarding the uh, fantasy impact of Chris Godwin. Uh, my buddy Josh says if Godwin doesn't play, he's going to lose it. Uh, if he doesn't play, Josh, you need to catch us on Sunday at 11 a.m. Eastern time on YouTube uh, with our fantasy advice. We'll be here uh, to help you out and help Godwin's everyone else likely out. not playing. Godwin's probably not playing. I, I I would say he's probably not playing, but uh, other great options. I mean, Russell Gage had a good week, so maybe he was out on your waiver wire and you're able to scoop him up. That was that would have been a good one. Um, but either way, we have our fantasy content and our fantasy show uh, Sunday morning live at 11 a.m. Eastern time to help everybody win their leagues. Without further ado, though, it is time to get in to our week four breakdown of the AFC home teams. Uh, we have the Dolphins and the Bengals tonight for Thursday night football. We'll be giving you our DFS picks for that game uh, later as well, but let's get into it. The first game on our list is the Tennessee Titans at one and two traveling to Indianapolis to take on the one and one and one and one and one Indianapolis Colts. The Indianapolis Colts open up as three and a half point favorites with an over under of 42 and a half points in this game. These are two teams that had high expectations coming into the season uh, to lead the AFC South. But uh, well, they're not leading the AFC South right now because the Jacksonville Jaguars are doing that. But these two teams were expected to to uh, to be up there. They are not. They've been struggling. Aaron, I'm going to get this question out of the way first. I know how much you love these questions, and by love, I mean hate. Uh, who needs this win more before it gets worse? Because obviously both teams That's have been struggling. Okay, so there's me. an answer. Okay, great. Yeah, it's easy for me because of – like home and away, and like I, I feel like that's big. 
Um, the Titans need this win, but I think the Colts need it more. Um, I think they need to continue to build off their win against the Kansas City Chiefs. They are at home. Uh, they are the favorite. They are the ones that were supposed to come in this year with a new quarterback in Matt Ryan and, and make waves. And we have yet to really see that come to fruition. And, and you could talk about Tennessee and how, how we feel about them. But I think it's the Colts because I have higher expectations for the Colts. I don't think Tennessee is going to have very much success throughout the season because of the style of play. And it's funny that these two teams actually play each other two times in the next three weeks. So in two weeks from now, I'm probably going to tell you the Titans need it more because they're going to be at home. Um, but, but right now it's the Colts. The Colts have to get that offense going. They have to get Jonathan Taylor going. This is a team that is built on the run game. And everybody continues to talk about the offensive line like this is the same offensive line from last year. And there's a reason why Jonathan Taylor is not doing what he did a, a season ago. And it's because this is not the same offensive line. It has nothing to do with Matt Ryan. Has nothing to do with Taylor. He's a very good running back in the NFL. But when you look at that offensive line, they lost Mark Lewinsky. They've, they've added some new pieces in there. They've moved guys around. And it's not the same. I don't, Matt Pryor, Danny Pinter, and Braden Smith are – they really haven't played as well as they're used to playing. Obviously, you have Ryan Kelly in the middle and Quentin Nelson, who's arguably the best lineman in, in, in all football. But – when you make bring new guys in or, or mix some pieces around or move spots, um, it takes time to, to get that continuity. And the offensive line has been great. Matt Ryan's a statue back there. And they have to get going on the offensive side of the football. So for me, it's the Colts are in more of a dire situation. You fall to one and three if you're in Indianapolis and you start to you start to put some real doubt in that locker room and, and what's going to happen uh, with them going forward. So for me, it's the Colts. Yeah. Yeah, no, I, I, I agree there that they were the I feel like they were the favorite coming into the season to win that AFC South. And they've been obviously falling short um, and falling either either way. Falling one, two and one or one and three here is going to be huge for either one of these teams not to or to avoid. You brought up Jonathan Taylor here in this game, and this is a battle between two of the top two running backs over the past two years. Uh, since 2020, both Jonathan Taylor and Derrick Henry are first and second in rushing touchdowns and rushing yards. Who do you think has the better game here on Sunday? Um, I, I say that with... I, I We didn't hear what you said at first. Oh, I'm sorry. Um, I, I'm going to go with Jonathan Taylor. Uh, I think Jonathan Taylor is more versatile. I know Derrick Henry had a good game here, but Jonathan Taylor is a, a type of player that you can use him in multiple ways. Uh, I think he's more consistent. I think he's a guy that doesn't need 25 carries to be successful. Not that Derrick Henry always needs 25 carries to be successful, but oftentimes it's those 23rd, 24th, and 25th carries that give Derrick Henry that 60-yard run or that 50-yard run. Um, he's sometimes very touchdown dependent. I think Jonathan Taylor can get involved in other ways. So for me, I'll take Jonathan Taylor against the Titans um, over Derrick Henry this week. In Indy as well, um, home game meaning a lot. Yeah, yeah. And you look at the Titans defense from the season so far, it's not been that great, uh, especially against the run, uh, obviously allowing the most yards per rush uh, in, in the league, along with allowing up there in points per game and allowing quarterbacks to light them up. So it has not been easy. Uh, it has not been uh, smooth sailing to start the season for the Tennessee Titans, uh, especially on the defensive side of the ball. It has been tough. Um, and Jonathan Taylor has a chance to go off big and, and Derrick Henry has a chance to go off big any game um, because, well, he's Derrick Henry and he's just that dude sometimes. And um, I think I think Tennessee needs to duplicate what they did last week in their win against uh, Las Vegas. It's funny because both these teams are coming off of a win, but I feel more hopeful. I, I see more promise with Tennessee than I do with uh, with, with Indianapolis because their win last week for Indianapolis was something that was like, it was like more of the chiefs doing bad. It was more of the chiefs blowing it than the Colts winning it last week. I felt like the Titans had the right game plan to beat the Las Vegas Raiders, like give the Derrick Henry the ball in any way, shape or form. And that's how they got the win. I think that that they need to build on that this week predictions for this game. Who you got? Yeah, I'm taking Indianapolis at home. Uh, Colts third in the NFL right now against the run. I think that bodes well for them. They're only giving up 70 yards a game uh, or so on the ground. They're also not um, giving up a lot of points, and I think that's important. So giving up 20 points in the NFL is a good thing. You're probably top half of the league, and if you can do that, I feel like they, they can put up enough points on Tennessee's defense. Um, I'll take Indianapolis in this one. I'll take the home team, and I will say it's 24 to 20. Yeah. 
Yeah, 24. Okay. All right. 24 to 20 in this game, Indianapolis. I think I think this is the similar game. This is a game that like I think, okay, this is the home team. Like it is what like that's that's the way we, we talked about a lot in the in the offseason. We're like, okay, it's gonna be a split. Home teams get it. Eileen Colts in this game. Uh, I will say 27 to 24 Colts in, in this one. Uh, we don't have predictions from we don't have predictions from AJ and Dylan here, but we do have it from Tyler and Bailey, our interns showing up here. Uh, Tyler has the Colts over Tennessee 21 to seven, 21 to seven. He's got a Titans only scoring seven points. That's he's kids, bold kids, bold. And Bailey over here has the Colts 27, 21. So all around Colts victory from the panel here in the city. The next game. Oh, 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 the next game on our list is the New York Jets traveling to Pittsburgh to take on the Pittsburgh Steelers. Uh, both teams one and two coming into this game. And this this has to be this matchup has to be headlined uh, by the quarterbacks. Obviously, the returning Zach Wilson is big to talk about here. He comes back after missing the first three games of the season. Joe Flacco came in and did what he had to do, kept this Jets team afloat at one and two. Wilson now comes in, Aaron. What do you expect to see from him this season? Um, I mean, there's going to be the struggles. He, he's a he's a young quarterback. He's still going to make bad throws, but I think the elusiveness, the escapability, the avail- uh, the ability to get in and out of the pocket and make throws to guys that are going to continue to run routes. Garrett Wilson, Elijah Moore, those guys continue on their routes. They can make plays when something goes unscripted. When it's hey, he's running for his life because the offensive line doesn't hold up, or when Pittsburgh's bringing that pass rush. I think that's the biggest thing here. You also have to keep an eye on Minka Fitzpatrick. If Minka Fitzpatrick is not in this game. I think that bodes well for, for Zach Wilson and those receivers. Um, but there's going to be struggles. Like Zach Wilson is going to be talked about as one of these guys that's, hey, he's not it. He's not it because he's going to have time where he does um, look like that. But I, I've always told people be patient with certain guys. Be patient with Zach Wilson because it was a new scheme, a new system last year. He got banged up a little bit, got banged up this year, hasn't had a really a chance to develop you have to give guys a chance to develop, especially when they're that raw like Zach Wilson was. The talent is not questioned. Uh, the arm talent, the ability to move in and out of the pocket. Uh, it, it, people speak very highly of the, his ability. Now it has to be, it's going to take a coach to put him in the right situations to make him successful. And I think that's what I'm looking for the most. And I think over time he will. And I think this is a tough game to come back to at Pittsburgh on the road against a tough Mike Tomlin team that no matter what, um, they're going to fight. Like it doesn't matter if they're a good team or a bad team. Th- those games are going to be dog fights every time you play the Pittsburgh Steelers. And so I expect one of those in this game as well. Yeah, that's, that's, uh, that's kind of what you get from the Pittsburgh Steelers every game a Mike Tomlin led team, but the way Joe Flacco played for the jets, does that have anything to do that? Like, does that affect anything at all with, with Zach Wilson coming in? Like J- Joe Flacco was, near the top of the league in passing yards in the NFL. And he didn't do bad. That doesn't carry into Zach Wilson. Does it? No, no, you should, you shouldn't be thinking about that when, when comparing Zach Wilson. like in my head, I, I can already see it now. If Zach Wilson comes out the gate, first two games struggles, people are going to be like, we did better with Joe Flacco. We like, why not? Let's put him back in. Like Zach Wilson just ain't it. Like, I feel like that's going to be something that gets brought up. What do you have to say to that? If, if that ends up being the case. Nothing. I wouldn't waste my time. I, I don't, I'm not going to argue with anybody over Joe Flacco, age 30, whatever, um, about whether he should be the quarterback or Zach Wilson. It, it, if you're going to waste, if you're going to waste my time and asking me questions about Joe Flacco over Zach Wilson, then you're not watching football. You're not paying attention to the landscape of, of football. What needs to be to nobody's benching their number two overall pick after he's already been a starter for the, for a year for some 35, 36, I don't even know how old Joe Flacco is at this point. Um, guy that had a couple of good games. Like Joe Flacco is a very serviceable backup, and that's what he is. This is the Ryan Fitzpatrick argument. This is the, and I know Joe Flacco won a Super Bowl, but that was many, many moons ago. That was a decade ago. Like we got to, we got to move on from that. So um, he didn't look great last week. Like, like, you know what I mean? Like there's been a couple of good games, but it's Joe Flacco. No, there should be no question. It should be Zach Wilson. Let them go through the growing pains. 
let your young team grow and get yeah. better and experience these hard times and and these these games where they don't they can't quite win because he throws a pick or whatever. Um, let him experience that and then find out if he's your franchise or not. And if he's not, guess who's not your franchise? We know Joe Flacco. You're just going to be in the draft looking for another guy. So yeah. it's, the, the answer is definitely not Joe Flacco. He's not on the sideline over there. Yeah, no, that's 100% agree. And uh, I see a comment from our from our guy, Ron Roman in here. Uh, he brought up the fact that the offensive line needs to protect Zach Wilson. Uh, that offensive line is banged up. George Fant left Sunday's game. Uh, obviously, without Mekhi Becton, Dwayne Brown is also injured. Like, that offensive line is banged up. So it's going to be very hard uh, to protect Zach Wilson uh, this week against a Steelers defensive line and Steelers pass rush. Although, without TJ Watt, they're still very good uh so it'll be a it might be a tough game for zach wilson Uh, on the other side of this with the pittsburgh steelers it's also coming back to the quarterback question mitch trubisky has not been blowing teams out of the like he has not been amazing people and the question has been out there of when do you put kenny pickett in if the steelers lose this game is this the last chance for mitch trubisky or you think that the leash is still a little bit, there's still some, some leash to go with, with Mitchell, Mitchell Trubisky. I think there's still some leash. I don't think you're going to get a, a, a reaction from, um, from Mike Tomlin. Now, has he been good? No, not particularly good, but he hasn't been particularly bad either. Like he's not sitting there and turning the football over. He's just not doing anything special. And so what do you think Kenny Pickett's going to do? When he comes in, that's really what it's about. I think this is about an offensive line that hasn't been very good. They can't run the football. And this is something that they were supposed to address in the offseason. They added Mason Cole. They added guys on the offensive line. um, And they still haven't been able to block. You want to know the biggest disappointment for me? The biggest disappointment for me is Najee Harris. That's who's the biggest disappointment for me because that is the guy that's supposed to, you're supposed to be leaning on to carry this offense. That is supposed to be the guy you're you're relying on to allow Mitchell Trubisky not to have to go out and do special things because he's not really that type of quarterback. And instead, when you bring in Daniel uh, James Daniels and Mason Cole and these guys and they don't pan out and they're not blocking, now you have a problem. Now you have something you're looking at and you're saying, okay, why is it we can't get anything going on the ground. And here we are week four now. And what Pittsburgh has always been known for is running the football. And they haven't been able to run the football consistently um, enough. And it's been, to me, I'm not saying it's Najee Harris's fault, but it's a combination of Najee Harris and that offensive line combined. I have serious concerns about them from, from that standpoint. Yeah, the Steelers ranked 25th in the league in terms of rush attempts per game. Uh, So they're not really giving the ball to Najee that much because probably because of that offensive line, not being able to to hold up enough uh, to make things happen. Uh, It was similar to last year. It's just Najee Harris was just fed the ball so much last year. And we talked about in the offseason that this uh, you might not get the same amount of touches for Najee Harris this year. It it obviously was not going to happen because – I will say, like, it's not that he's not getting the ball. He's not efficient. And this is my this was my argument. We had this conversation the other day about Javante Williams versus Najee Harris. And offensive line obviously plays a role in this. But the efficiency of it, the first game, yeah, he only had 10 carries, got 23 yards, though. 2.3 a carry, not going to cut it. Game two, 15 for 49, 3.2 yards a carry, not going to cut it. And then 15 for 56. 3.7 yards a carry. Like, he's not even getting to the four-yard per carry mark. It's inefficiency. And as a coach – when you're an inefficient runner, running team, you tend to get away from the running game. You're like, man, we can't run it. Um, the difference between teams like the Steelers and the Bills, the Bills don't run it a lot, but when they give <laughs> the a ball lot. to their, but when they give their their the ball to the running backs, it's four, five, six yards to carry, right? Because they're effective on offense. It, it's you have to be effective in the running game. It doesn't have to be the volume all the time, but you when you do run it, you have to be effective if you're not going to run it a lot. And right now, their most effective back has been. Jalen Warren because yeah. of his ability to be explosive and Najee's not as explosive as Warren. And then they don't give him the ball either. So um, that running game is a huge concern for why the Steelers cannot use those weapons on the outside because nobody cares. Nobody's stacking the box against Pittsburgh because they can stop you with their front seven. And then they just cover Deontay Johnson, Claypool and, and Pickens and say, okay, Mitchell Trubisky, you have to be special and he can't do it. Yeah. yeah. Putting too much on, too, putting too much on someone who's really who's not going to be able to to do all that much. Um, so you're saying not Kenny Pickett time yet, even if they lose no. this game. 
I don't Not think it's about wins and losses. I don't. I never thought this Kenny Pickett thing would be about wins and losses until it comes to a point they're eliminated. I think it's yeah. going to be about the play of Mitchell Trubisky. And I know he's not completing a lot of passes, um, but you watch the games and you're like, okay, Mitchell's playing like a. He's not losing you. The, it, yeah, it, yeah. It's it. He's not losing you the game. It's just when does it get to a point where you're saying, okay, he's not losing us games, but he's also not helping us win games. And maybe Kenny Pickett can come in and, and do that. But I, I agree with you. I think it comes in later. I don't think this game uh, is the final straw for, for Mitch Trubisky just yet. But I do think it started, we're starting to really plant the seeds to Mitchell Trubisky losing this job uh, eventually in the season. I do have the Steelers winning this one, though. I think the Steelers take care of the Jets. I like Mike Tomlin in this game being the difference maker in, in play call and play calling and the way this team is run. Uh, give me the Steelers here 19 to 14. Yeah, I too think it's going to be a defensive game. Uh, I am going to take 21-17. I'm going to take – I want to take the Jets so bad. I'm going to take the Jets. Okay. I'm going to take the Jets. Um, Yeah, I watched Pittsburgh against Cleveland. Wasn't excited. If Mika Fitzpatrick doesn't play, I like the weapons of the Jets. Give me Jets 21-17. Okay. All right. Uh, I it's I like I like picking the Jets. It's always fun when you pick the Jets because they're a fun team to watch. They're a fun team to root for. But uh, Mike Tomlin gets the job done. Tyler's got the Jets here. And, uh, Tyler, Tyler, you got to get your scoring right. OK, you got to get your scoring predictions right here, buddy. I'm, I'm going to say this now. If you're watching, you got to get your scoring predictions right. The 35-21 Jets is his prediction. Ain't no way the Jets are scoring 35 points in this game. Ain't no, I will. You can host the show next week, all next week. If the Jets score 35 points on the Steelers, Bailey has the Steelers up 20, uh, 14 on the Jets. That's how the, how he has it. So two Jets picks, two Steelers picks. That's how it's done here in the city for Jets Steelers. The next game on our list is our Sac City game of the week. It is the Buffalo Bills taking on the Baltimore Ravens. Both these teams, two and one, both these teams fell to the Miami Dolphins. That's where their one loss comes from. So they share that little nug. Uh, these two teams are led by their MVP caliber quarterbacks. It's funny. Both There's two players that have nine passing touchdowns and 100 rush yards through three games of a season in NFL history. So... Two players, nine passing touchdowns, 100 rushing yards through three games of the season in NFL history. Only Wait, can two. I can I guess who they are? You can. Is it uh, is it is it these guys? Is it Josh Allen and Lamar Jackson? It is. It is. You are ding, 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 ding. 100% correct. They are very good at football. And in this game, the Bills are three-point favorites with an over-under of 52 points. There's going to be a lot of points scored uh, at the um, – Thanks to Josh Allen and Lamar Jackson. Both these guys are, are, I mean, there's, there's really not anything else like you can say that's new about these two guys. They're both in the top five or the top four for the MVP race led by Josh Allen at plus 300 and Lamar Jackson back there at plus 700. Both these guys have been dominant in this, in this season so far. Who do you think? Let's just start there. Who do you think has the better game? Who do you think is the is the guy we're talking about at the end of this at the end of this game on Sunday? That's not that's not fair. It's it is not fair. fair. No, I'll be talking about both guys because both guys are going to have good games. But both because they're great quarterbacks. Like the, at the end of the day, when you watch a game like this, I'm expecting Lamar Jackson throw for multiple touchdowns, run for eighty to hundred yards, like just do what Lamar Jackson does. And he could end up being on the short end of the stick playing against a guy who's probably going to throw for 400, throw for five touchdowns, whatever, and Josh Allen. These two quarterbacks play great, and they play great very often. Um, I I don't know who has the better day here. I think from a matchup perspective, um, there is something intriguing about Lamar Jackson playing against this Bills defense without the safeties because they are a run-first football team and they like to take big shots. And I think those big shots could come at the expense of the Buffalo Bills defense. But the way Buffalo plays the defense, we talked about it, too high. They don't give up a lot of big plays. Lamar's going to have to check down. Mark Andrews might eat over the middle. But you have Matt Milano, who's one of the best cover guys at the linebacker positions in the NFL. It's, it's another great matchup, but the quarterbacks prevail in this one. I think this is a high-scoring affair. Um, I know the Bills and the Dolphins were was not as high scoring, and that was just a hard fought game. But this is not a division game, and this is not going to be in the 150 degree temperature on the field of Miami. 
Um, I think this is a high scoring football game. I think both quarterbacks play well. I, I can't pick one. I will uh, tell you which one. I will tell you. Answer. I will tell you which one wins at the end when we give our game predictions. But I go. think both. I think both quarterbacks play well. Look at the numbers. Like you, you put up any measurement of statistical data on players in the NFL, and specifically, obviously, um, you know, like individual numbers. These guys are yeah. right up there. They're all there. These guys are right up there. They they do what they have to do. They know how to. They know how to play football, and uh, I, I think they're both great. Well, we talk about Lamar Jackson's season this 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 year, and he threw three games. I brought it up on Monday show when we were recapping the Ravens game. His numbers compared to his MVP season, where he won it unanimously, he's doing he's playing much better. Like he's doing better things this year, and he's on a different pace, a better pace than he was when he won it unanimously back in 2019. Although this year, I think his competition is a little tougher when you look at what Josh Allen's been able to do this season. Uh, but Lamar Jackson has been on a special pace this year. And um, I mean, it's like you said, it's it's tough to choose which one's going to have the better game because both are are probably going to have fantastic days. But they're, they're when it, literally right neck and neck in QBR. Uh, quarterback rating, their top three in, in QBR. Uh, they they top two in touchdown passes. Uh, Lamar does it differently, obviously, with running the football, so he doesn't throw for 300-plus yards like, like Josh Allen, but you add in the running game. If you add in Lamar Jackson's passing yards plus rushing yards, and then you, like basically total combined yards, they're going to be right there next to each other. Um, the volume is just higher with Josh Allen, so those passing statistics stand out more, but Lamar Jackson is a game-changer um, as is Josh Allen, and, and they both do it in multiple facets. This is going to be fun. It, it's always a fun game when you watch those two. Yeah, it is. And uh, what do you think with, with, uh, with the two quarterbacks obviously being fantastic and stars and, and great and everything? What does this game come down to? Like, what is the what, at the end of the day, what do we say? What are we going to be saying? This game came down to what? Um, my, my honest opinion, and this goes beyond any number, which defense can get off the field on third downs. Third downs are so big Josh, because Lamar Jackson and Josh Allen do so much dynamically um, from a throwing and running standpoint. You get those third and threes, those third and fours, and you have to account for the quarterback taking off and just getting a first down. And sometimes it seems so. Simple, you know, punting. Even if they end up punting, they now put the field position back on their side. So third down efficiency is going to be huge in this game. Who makes the most plays on third down? Is it Josh Allen with his arm, with his legs, uh, or is it Lamar Jackson finding Mark Andrews across the middle? Uh, things of that nature are really what's going to – it's going to be the details. I guess you can just really put it that way. It's really detailed um, third down passing efficiency, third down rushing efficiency. Who who comes out on top with that is going to be what's most important. Yeah, I think I think it like this is this is a similar. We've we've had many conversations on our show talking about this when it comes down to like the X factors of the games and the difference maker in these big time uh, big time offensive matchups that are looking to be a shootout. It comes down to what defense is going to make the play and, and who's going to have the ball less in terms of Josh Allen and Lamar Jackson because both those guys are going to be able to do some damage. Uh, one last little note and one last question regarding this game and regarding the Buffalo Bills specifically, they've now lost seven straight one score games. It's the longest active losing streak in such games. Is that, is that concerning at all to you? Like, do you have any thoughts on that? Like, it, like a worry or concern about them losing such close games and never being able to finish the job? Um, I don't like when we take stats like that and carry them over season by season. Uh, because what does last year losing close games have to do with this year losing close games? Well, like, they've already lost the a close game this year, so that's, yeah, that's why. But, but I mean, but what I'm saying is like, okay, so they're 0-1 this year. But what, like last year's team is not the same Buffalo Bills team. Like this right. team is a different Buffalo Bills team. I, I don't really care about um, them being 0-7 because I think that I, what, one thing I will say that points to is – those moments in that we talked about third down efficiency and, and stuff like that, to me, that stands out because maybe in those downs and they've had some unfortunate beats. Let's talk about the Tennessee Titans where the ball, you know, slips out of the hand or even the, the spiked play that they were talking about against Miami, like yep. in those pressure moments, what are you doing? But I've never seen Josh Allen fold under pressure. No. 
So I think that's what we look at when we look at tight games. Well, can they overcome pressure? Can they make the play when it counts? I've watched Buffalo do that time and time again. Um, you, then you go back to Kansas City and you watch the, the playoff game. And yeah, their defense gave it up on with nine seconds left or whatever. But they also came back like three times in that game in pressure situations. And, and it was just a, so you can call it fluky, you can call it whatever you want. Josh Allen does not scare me as a guy that is like Kirk Cousin-esque where, oh, he can't win in the prime time or the tight, tight games or the big moments. Uh, I don't get that sense from Josh Allen. Um, so it doesn't mean a whole lot to me. Right now, they're 0-1 in close games to me. Like last year's team doesn't. This is not last year's team. This team right here is going to be a force to reckon with all year long. They're going to lose games because this is the NFL. They're going to have bad moments because it's the NFL. But I don't think that um, the, the record of what they've done 0-7 over however long that, that stat is, is brought up really impacts the way I feel about them in 2022. All right. All right. I figured that answer would – that that question would you know spark me. that type of – Yeah, I, that, 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 I kind of knew where that direction was on that one. <laughs> Um, but let's get in. Let's get into the predictions of this game. I'll give you our interns predictions first uh, this time around, and and uh, we'll give our special Sac City game of the week predictions. Uh, Tyler has the Bills over the Ravens, forty-five to thirty-two. Bailey has them as Buffalo as well, thirty-five to twenty-eight. I'll, I'll, I I have the Bills in this one. No, oh my goodness, oh my goodness. Hmm. Oh. I think the Bills win this game 35-33. I have no idea. I want to I want to pull it I want to pull a Dylan right now. 30-30 tie. No, um, yeah. Honestly, I am so torn. This is our game of the week. I know I have to have an answer. Yeah. This game is legit like to me a pick'em game. Baltimore's at home. They play well at home. I know they gave up the big lead to Miami. You want me Buffalo's to play? Buffalo is a very good football team. They're my number one team in the league. I can't, I can't pick against them. I don't think is that thing. I, I'm going to take, <laughs> Buff- but Baltimore's at home. I'm going <laughs> to, I'm going to take Baltimore. I'm going to take Baltimore. This is so, this is, so, I, I'm taking Baltimore. I will pick the home team um, and I'm not going to be held accountable for my pick of Baltimore. Buffalo wins. I'll say, yeah, that, that, like they could have won. So um, yeah, Baltimore wins for me. I will say 30 to 27. I, I think, yeah. I think Baltimore's defense takes on this challenge. Um, they have the requisite talent. It's just about stepping up in those moments. And I, I think Lamar Jackson is on a mission to prove uh, to get yeah. the bag. Like, like he's that's, like, I'm going to win the MVP this year. I am going to. And I think that's big. Not that Josh Allen is not on a mission. Cause I, I believe he is as well. I'm taking the home team here. I'll say 30 to 27 Baltimore and don't quote me. So we will not, we will not clip that. So, okay. So uh, the thing about this game that I kind of led lean, lean uh, Buffalo here, you brought it up. The defense is going to step up and make plays. I lean more on the side of Buffalo's defense doing that here because we've seen it this year already that buffalo defense they're, do what so, they banged did up. The, they're <sighs> so banged up on the back end they have no secondary they they are without tradavius white christian benford micah hyde and uh, jordan poyer like, oh i that's forgot an, the safeties are her oh that's that's an entire secondary and i get it i get it buffalo still played well defensively against miami but lamar jackson is a different breed and I, the safeties being out, or I didn't even think about the safeties being out in this game. That, and how can I not think about that? They're too, they're too huge. Are both, is both Micah Hyde and Jordan Poyer not playing in this game? Like for well, sure. Yeah. What, Micah Hyde's on, Micah Hyde's there on IR. And okay. So I, I don't know if Poyer's actually, I think it's Mike. One of the, one of them's on IR and the other ones I for sure, I think is not playing. So, okay. Um, let me make sure. Jordan Poyer. Oh, man. But, but either way, both are not playing in this game. Okay, so I guess Jordan Poyer returned to practice. I don't know what that I don't know what that looks like as far as uh, officially injury report. Um, yeah, the, all they have is just that, that he's returned to practice. Okay. So I don't know if, if that's going to be he's out this week, but even still, just with with just him, I, I don't. Yeah, and Micah hides out for the year, so I uh, I just too much inexperience against a Lamar Jackson led offense. It's going to be so much on Matt Milano. Uh, it's, yeah, it's it's, it's going to be tough. I think, am I allowed to pivot with my pick? You can do whatever you want, but uh, I mean, you're I'm not wrong. Say, I don't think you're wrong either way. Even if you, I mean, we missed the pick, like this is going to be a, tie, a game that it could go either way. 
I'll go. I'll go Baltimore here. Same score, 35-33 Baltimore this time around. Uh, you know I what? I, 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 wait, do we have the same score? No, I hate picking. Oh, you, you hate picking the same oh, winners as me. Yeah. Well, but I do. I do think that I, I do think that, that matters. The defense matters, and I said. I, I was leaning heavily on the Bills this game because I thought that the Bills, we've seen it before, what they did uh, on Thursday night against the Rams and on the season opener, that defense is not the same defense. So I do worry about that. And also, I'm not even – I got to think with my heart here. I also got – I got to think with my heart here. Uh, shout out my cousin. Is it cousin? What's – is it uncle? Uncle Danny? Is that a thing? Yeah, so so my uncle, they're big Baltimore Ravens fans. I'm going to give them that shout-out, give them the love, and I'm going to go Baltimore Ravens, 35 33 go Ravens Ravens flock big trust let's go Lamar Jackson the man <laughs> let's trust. go let's go big trust there it is all right there, there you go there's our Sac City game of the week next up on the list it's the Chargers at one and two taking on the 0-2-1 Houston Texans uh in Houston the last time these two teams played was actually last year and the Texans beat the Chargers last year, 41-29. Right now, though, the Chargers are five-point favorites in this game with an over-under of 44 points. I feel like last week's game against the Jaguars was last year's version of this game. Like, the Chargers just didn't show up, and then they lost, and it was like, oh, my God, what's wrong with the Chargers? They lost to, to Houston, and although we're not saying like what's wrong with the Chargers for losing to Jacksonville, I feel like it's a similar game. Well, yeah, we are. Are we? Absolutely. We are like, we, we acknowledge Jacksonville is a better football team, but I said that like, yeah, we're questioning how in the hell are the Super Bowl favorite chargers losing to a team like Jacksonville. I don't care what we expect from Jacksonville. I don't care if we expect them to be better and a young quarterback. You can't be a Super Bowl contender through three weeks and everybody's off season. This is the team. This is the team. And then you lose back-to-back games. And one of those games be against Jacksonville and the way that they did. It's not just the loss. It's the way that they lost. Uh, you have to have concern if you're a chargers fan and I have concerns going into this game, not just because they they played bad last week, but their injury, their injuries are, they're banged up. They're playing against a team that has played every game so far this season, really close, really close. And there it is. It doesn't help when you don't have your players. And no, it's not an excuse because they're supposed to be one of the best teams in football. Oh, well, too bad. So sad. Uh, it's the NFL. You, everybody gets hurt. But you have to find a way to overcome. And if you're one of the best teams in football, the one of the things you do have is you have depth. And they don't. And so um, you know me. Um, rushing the football is important to me. And this is atrocious. You have Austin Eckler. You have Isaiah Spiller. You have Sony Michelle. Guy, Spiller, you're supposed to be high on. Sony Michelle's had success in the NFL. And Austin Eckler's been one of the best running backs in football. And you are averaging a league worst in yards per attempt. With one of with what was supposed to be one of the better offensive lines we talked about with Rashawn Slater yeah. on one end. They added pieces um, on, on the other side. And now, now you look at it and you're like, ill. Like, who do they have? on the offensive line now storm yeah. Norton, Matt Filers, Matt Filers there. Um, we'll clap. Cause Corey Lindsay's out. Um, we'll clap, clap, clap. He got the clap. Uh, Zion Johnson was a high, Zion Johnson was a high <laughs> draft pick. What, what is that? What does that look like? And then you got Trey Pipkins on the right outside, but now you're questioning, can you protect Justin Herbert? Can you block in that running game? And it doesn't look like it. And I'm sorry, Houston does one thing. They play hard and they play like some dogs. So this is not going to be an easy game for the Chargers. This is not just, oh, Chargers bounce back, they win. I don't believe this is an easy game. I do think the Chargers are the better football team. I do think they're, they should win this game, but they're on the road and they're banged up. Um, it would not shock me if this game is a lot tougher than what people are expecting. Yeah, no, I, I, and that's, that's the thing we talk about with Houston all season long. This team fights. This team is a. This team battles. This team. Uh, there's no. We, we talk about how in our power rankings, I believe it was yesterday, how there's no easy wins. There's no easy wins at all in this league anymore. And Houston's not just going to roll over uh, to the Los Angeles Chargers. Although I do see the Chargers having a not a, a bounce back game, but all, but a a week where we say, okay, maybe they're not i think they're hot they'll think they'll be hot after what happened last week um but houston will not make it easy for them 
when talking about the Texans, though, they have not scored a, four, a single point in the fourth quarter this year. They have been outscored, I believe it was 30 to nothing uh, in terms of fourth quarter plays. That's not good. That's not a recipe for success. That's probably one of the reasons, the big reasons why they lost or tied that game uh, to Indianapolis in week one where they could have won. They could easily be one and two, just like the Chargers right now, if they they were able to finish the Colts off uh, to start the season, but they didn't. They haven't scored a fourth quarter point here. Uh, who has to step up the most on the Houston Texans offense? Um, it's a mixture. Um, I, I, it's a mixture of Davis Mills and the receiving core. But this is not a special offense. This is New England's offense. It is. This is this is Mac Jones is like Davis Mills. Um, they have a running game. They can run, you know, with um, with Rex Burkhead or Damian Pierce. And Davis Mills is like blah. He's just does enough. To, you're like, OK, at the end of the day, he was 19 for 27 for 222 yards, a touchdown and a pick. And you're like, oh, OK, it's not bad. It's not great, but it's blah. It's not it's not franchise NFL quarterback play. And so when you don't have that, you have to be elite somewhere. You have to be elite on defense. You have to be elite in the running game, and they're not. They're just good. Damian Pierce is a good running back, uh, but they have a decent running game. I, I think I think they have to get special plays on defense. I think there's going to have to be come a point in the time in this game that they're either able to get after Justin Herbert and create pressure or create turnovers and create extra possessions for Davis Mills in that offense. And then at that point, Davis Mills just have to capitalize. You mentioned not scoring in the fourth quarter. They have to be able to get in the end zone, kicking field goals against an offense like the chargers when they're at their best um, can often lead to, to tough losses in the end, or even the like week one, we saw with the Indianapolis Colts. So um, they have to find ways to get into the end zone, not settle for field goals and create turnovers on the, on that back end. And they do have the guys to do it, but they're just young. Yeah. And I'm I, honestly, I, I don't know why I'm having a tough time figuring out who I want to win this game or who I, who I think is going to win this game because it, this should easily be easily be the chargers, but how banged up they are and how hard Houston fights, especially now at home in this game. Like I, I mean, you guys all picked the chargers to be the world beater. So I, I think that I think Houston wins this game. I'm going to go Houston in this game. 23, 20 Houston. I will take the chargers 26 to 17. Um, I think their talent is too much, but he, it'll be a it'll be a, a fight for a lot of that game. Twenty six seventeen Chargers. This is this is uh this is a sign. I'm cha- I am changing my pick. Both Bailey and Tyler have the Texans being the Chargers. Tyler has them twenty seven twenty three. Bailey's twenty one sixteen. That means I cannot have the, the Texans winning this game because that's not a thing. Chargers win this game thirty five to twenty one. That was like a write, complete write shift. Write it down. Write it down. What's 35 that? 21 Chargers. Write it down. You don't even, you don't even believe what you believe. That's I, I I do. I think that could end up being a real score. That could be a real thing. Because because of the fact that I do think that uh like you said, the talent is there, but it's yeah, it's yeah. You're something special. Yeah, I know it. Next game, though, so that was that was that game. That's the Chargers. That's the Texans. Our final game on Thursday, or yeah, our final game for our AFC previews. It's the Denver Broncos traveling to Vegas to take on the Raiders. The Broncos two and one. The Raiders still searching for their first win. The Raiders in this game, though, are two and a half point favorites with an over under forty five and a half points. Aaron, is this a game where? the Raiders have to win this game, right? Like there's no, there's no way around. Like if the Raiders oh, want to be, season. this is it. This is their season right here, right? Yeah, this yeah, is it. Yeah, yeah. This is their season. They're on four. They're done. Uh, I mean, they're probably done at zero and three, but zero and four they're, they're done, done. Um, the, the odds like Vegas are the odds, like the Broncos in this game, technically they think they're the better football team, but Vegas is at home. Um, I, I don't know what's up with the Raiders, man. They got so much talent. Um, but it is, an, again, it's a new scheme. It's a new regime. It takes time to kind of build that culture and what you want to do. And I get it. We just expect, we just expect you get a new player, you get a new coach that we like, or you think can be successful. And you say, oh, it's, it's work. Chandler Jones, oh, Devontae Adams, oh. People do not realize. And I'm not accusing anybody of never playing football or understanding what it means to be a part of a team or anything like that. 
but football is the ultimate team sport. We talk about it all the time. Like your left hand, what your right hand, it works in unison. If, if one guy doesn't do his job, the entire play can be ruined. <clears throat> I don't care whatever. Everybody else can do their job perfectly. One guy doesn't do his job on that particular play. The entire play can be ruined. And that happens 70 times a game, every single play you run. And that's what we've seen so far with the Raiders. They have no, they just, the continuity just isn't there. They haven't built it yet. They're not on the same page. They're not working as in, in one. And I think that's a testament to them just learning to be a team together. Uh, defensively, they've played a lot better. They still have some holes at times, but they've played a lot better this year than they have in the past. But on that offensive side of the football, the connections with whatever the coach is relaying to the quarterback, which is translating to the field, just hasn't worked out quite yet. And there is some sort of disconnect. But on the other side, there's a disconnect in Denver, too. We've talked about it. Russell Wilson has a disconnect with his receivers. Russell Wilson has a disconnect with this offense that they're still trying to overcome. So this is a battle of who is going to find that identity first. The one thing I'm very clear about, the Denver Broncos defense is the best unit on the field on Sunday. That, there's no ifs, there's no ands, and there's no buts. It's the best unit on the field, and I can count on that. And I think that's why um, I'm probably going to end up leaning Denver is because of the fact that I know if all else fails, I know I can count on that Denver defense to play good football. And, and everything else is a question mark. Denver offense, Raiders offense, Raiders defense. Uh, there's question marks everywhere. Coaches, but that Denver defense is really good. Yeah, no, I, that, that Denver, that's like in this game, I, we, like we talked earlier about the, the Bills-Ravens game, offensive shootout. This game, like that's the X-Fire is the defense here for the – like that is I feel like what is going to be what shines through. And this is going to be the true test for the, the Las Vegas Raiders to see where they're at. I mean, this is, a, this is arguably one of the best defenses in the NFL – and a struggling offense in the in the Raiders and trying to figure out where they're at. Man, give Josh Jacobs damn ball more and put the ball in Devontae Adams' hands more. Come on, give it to your best players. Give it to your best players. Let them go out and make plays. Um, although Matt Collins didn't do bad when he was given the chance. It wasn't he wasn't terrible. Um I just I really think that this might be the game. This, like like you said at the beginning, this is the game for the Las Vegas Raiders. This is their season right here. This is it. You lose this game, you're you're donezo. Pack it up, go home. You're done, Raiders Nation. You have disappointed us all. Uh, but if you win, there's still a sliver of hope. There's still a sliver of hope. Maybe you could push for a playoff spot in this game. Um, the Broncos, though, on offense, they have uh, they have not been that productive. They have not been that productive when it comes to scoring points. They have the fewest points scored by a team with a win a winning record through three games since 2016. So somehow, some way they're finding ways to win, but they're obviously not scoring points. Their defense is one of the best in the league at, at preventing points. And their offense is one of the worst at league in scoring points. Give me the Raiders here. Uh, 21, 17 Raiders. Um, yeah. Second worst offense um, in point production, as you mentioned for Denver, uh, but second best production on the defensive side of the football um, polar opposites, <laughs> polar opposites. When you talk about um, what's going on, on their, on their side of the football, I'm taking Denver though. I, I'm just not trusting the Raiders yet. Um, I don't trust Denver either, but I do trust Denver's defense. As I mentioned, I will take the unit that I know um, over the un the unknown with the, uh, with the Raiders. So I, I, I hope the Raiders get it done. I root for the Raiders. You know, I like the Raiders. Um, but I'm going to trust the defense of the Denver Broncos here. And I think Denver wins uh, 20 to 17. Okay. And uh, Tyler has the Denver 35, 27 and Bailey has the Broncos or the Raiders 24 to 13. That does it though, for our week four AFC previews here. I'm trying to get our DFS set up for, um, you never have this thing set up. You're the no, I, I, I'm trying to. I just can't send you the invite. It's not letting me send you the invite. Your your DraftKings name is that. A Wait, hold on. Yeah, I got A it. A2J. Yeah, I got it. I didn't realize that it was a space that I had in there. All right, I yeah, sent you the invite. We're good to go. Like I said, it's always something. 
Did you get the invite? So basically, I what, what I needed to say to everybody here, uh, it is now time for us to dive right back in to the Thursday night football matchup between the Cincinnati Bengals and the Miami Dolphins here tonight. The Bengals, again, are four-point favorites in this matchup with an over-under of 47 points. We do a daily D- or DFS plays of the day for this game. And uh, I don't remember. I think I believe we did it on Monday Night Football, but it was just us and you beat me. Uh, but last week, Bailey Bailey had a great showing. So maybe this is the week that uh, maybe this is the week that one of us can come out on top. What do you, what we'll do you see. think? We'll, what we'll do you see. Think? It's, it's tough. It's always tough when you're picking captains and who's going to have the best day and stuff like that. Um, so it, it makes it, it makes it hard. Yep. But um, but yeah, of, of course it could happen. It could happen. Yep. Uh, so the way this the, the way this works, Aaron, would you like to explain the captain mode showdown that we have going on for maybe new new people that are watching? Uh, trying to yeah. figure this out. Yeah. So the the captain mode basically pays more. You get more points. You get like a point and a half for every point, or you know, so you get more points for your captain. So if Devontae Adams has a. I know he's not playing tonight, but like a catch and a touchdown. Normally, you get like seven point six for the touchdowns. You get more points. You get additional points for him being your captain everybody else is a standard ppr scoring so um so your captain is you want to i think the theory is you want to get the guy that's going to have the best game right but sometimes it's cool to put a a captain in for guys that are not highly rostered uh they feel are not going to be highly rostered because if he's there um some people go safe some people go more risky you pick who you want and uh see if you can beat us yeah, so I am. Uh, I'm gonna make my first. I'm gonna pick, take my captain here. I'm gonna go with Tyree Kill. Uh, You're this, so retarded. Why? Wait, what? I'm changing why? mine because that's who I picked. I'm changing it. It's the easiest answer. It's the easiest. It's answer. not really the easiest answer, but it is. It is either him or Tua. Him or Tua would be it for me. And yeah, I think Tyree Kill has the better day. So, uh, well, like, yeah. Um, I'm going with Tua. I will go with. Uh, let's, uh, I'm playing around with things here. I've got a lot of expensive items here. I'm not sure if I want to go all so expensive, but we'll see. We'll see how this goes. What's your team? I guess I don't want to know your team because, you know, I continue to take yours. Take all my players. Yeah. Let's see here. Where is my guy? Oh, wow. Samaji Pirine's more than Chase Edmonds. It's a little odd. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Are you getting married? No way. Did it sound like I was? <laughs> yeah. Unbelievable. Salvan Ahmed. Um, I don't know what the hell I'm doing. Yeah, I'm playing around with things here. I guess I should have put on music as background music for this this moment. This, <laughs> this man. moment. Oh, we we went different songs. We went different yeah, we songs. Did. All right, I got I got most of my team. I, um, All right, well, well don't say it yet because I don't want to I don't want to take your picks here. I don't want you to be like, oh, you took my picks. Well, I mean, you do. I mean, Oh man. Uh, Teddy Bridgewater is so much money. Gotta find a cheap option here. Gotta find a cheap option. I'm ready. You're not going anywhere I'm going, so. All right, go ahead. All right, so my captain is Chase Edmonds. My, and then my players are Jamar Chase, Tyreek Hill, Mike Gesicki, Joe Mixon, and the Dolphins defense. All right, I have Tyreek Hill, Samaj P. Ryan, Evan McPherson, Mike Gesicki, T. Higgins, and Tua Tungavelloa. That's that's my team here. Uh, Do you think the injury with Tua is... uh, like, do you think that, that that comes up at all in this game? Like, 
I don't know. Okay. All right. That's my I'm team. Tyree you, Kill. I'm not gonna tell you how to beat me. Tyree Tyree Kill, Samaj P. Ryan, uh Tyree Kill, Samaj P. Ryan, Evan McPherson, Mike Asiki, T. Higgins, and Tua Tonga Valoa. Update entry. We are submitting it, and it is in uh that is my DFS dollars. Huh? So technically I still have nine hundred dollars. Well, remember, you don't. It's not. It's it's okay not to spend all the money. <laughs> I know. I'm just. That's I'm wondering sweet. if I should have a, a quarterback in there somewhere. Yeah. If you were to take two or, or Joe Burrow, who would you pick? I'm not taking either. I'm I'm good. I'm good. Submit it. I'm in. I'm in. All right. Thank there you. it is. Uh, be locked in on our social media pages at Sac City Pod for the link to join that contest today. See if you can beat us. Bailey did it last week. See if you can beat us again this week, everybody, uh, for the DFS plays for Thursday Night Football between the Miami Dolphins and the Cincinnati Bengals. Tomorrow, we'll be back again live at 10 a.m. Eastern time to recap the game and also preview the remaining games with the NFC home teams uh, live tomorrow at 10 a.m. Eastern time. Until then, for my best friend Aaron Mukes, I am me. We will see you tomorrow. Let's ride. Peace out. Thanks for listening to the Sac City Podcast. You made it this far, so you must have liked that show. If you did, go ahead and think of two people you can share this episode with. We can never have too many people in the city. So don't forget to hit that follow button. Sac City. Population. One more.